This episode of All Downhill From Here is brought to you by the little things. Come on in, have a treat, and remember, it's the little things that count. Anyway, welcome to this show again. I am Tom Caps. I'm Michael Mercadante. I'm Phil Russell. And this is All Downhill From Here. And, uh... If you listened to an episode we did a while ago, the story thing, we're, gonna, we're just going to do that again. Yeah, story time. Telling the story. Do, do we need to explain how this works? I guess we should in case we get any new right. people. Yeah, yeah, give us the rundown. Um, so basically, we all wrote a story together, but with a catch. We're all only allowed to write one sentence, and then we pass it on to the next person. <clears throat> and we did it in an email chain, so I wrote the first sentence, and then I think I sent it to Merck. So Merck saw that first sentence and wrote a second sentence, and he sent his second sentence to Tom... But Tom could not see what I wrote. Right. So Tom never saw what I wrote. Uh, I never saw what Tom- Merck wrote. And Merck never sees what Tom writes. Until, until, like, until Tom fucked through. it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we flipped that order. Yeah. At one point, we, Tom replied to the wrong person. We, had to, we just had to roll with it and flip the order. Right? Yeah, we were pretty deep. I think we were yeah, like Yeah, it was way entries. too deep. We was like going back to one at that point. Yeah. It uh, was, was not... Plus, the story was just so compelling. Yeah, I mean, if you listened to the last time we did this and were a little confused, I have a feeling this is, uh, <laughs> this is at best, less coherent. Yeah. It still technically makes sense. It's just not what we intended for it to be. I mean, it falls apart like maybe five sentences in, so... Yeah, um, so well, with that being let's, said, let's just, let's uh, just uh, read let's it, do it and you, see what you happens. decide how uh, dumb we are. Samantha lifted her left wing to reveal a wound still dripping with blue blood. It wasn't supposed to go down like this, she said. Her words fell on deaf ears. Literally, her partner Carl was deaf. (laughs) (laughs) I tried my best attempt at sign language, but I don't know sign language and wound up getting slapped in the face. That slap stung more than the injury to my fairy wings. It wasn't the physical pain that stung, but the emotional wounds that the slap reopened. I teared up a little bit and looked Samantha straight in the eye. You were like a sister to me, I said to Samantha. Last person I had said that to was my actual sister right before she was trampled by that herd of otters. That freak otter stampede is what made me the man I am today. The members of my inner circle call me the geneticist. However, my studies only ever allowed me to replicate the anuses of various different species of fish. (laughs) My, my, My life's work had amounted to nothing more than a pile of fish buttholes. It sounds bad, but they are actually pretty tasty when seasoned properly. Said no one ever. Or so I thought, but it turns out everyone said that (laughs) all the time. More than any other phrase in the entire human language. (laughs) I figured I might as well start adding it to my own vocabulary and started screaming it repeatedly to make up for my past ignorance. It was just then that Darius and the Gold Star Boys arrived with crowbars, threatening to rid me of both my legs. I was already on my third pair of legs and hadn't finished paying off the second. (laughs) I couldn't afford to lose another pair. I did what any reasonable person would do. I lifted my right leg in their direction and farted a hole through my jeans. The blast was powerful enough to take out two of them, 
There were still three Gold Star boys and Darius left as well. Suddenly, Samantha let out a yelp as she fought through her pain and took flight, flapping her giant wings powerfully in order to escape the danger. Samantha flapped her light blue fairy wings as fast as she could to escape. In her hurry to escape, she didn't notice the ceiling fan. Whack, 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 whack. It was the sound of Darius's silly putty dick smacking Samantha in the head. Just like pressing silly putty the newspaper with every hit, Darius's dick retained the image of Samantha's horrified face. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, from behind a pile of rubble, a man with a machete ran towards Darius and chopped off his dick in a single brutal swing before disappearing in a puff of smoke, bellowing a witch-like cackle. As Samantha flew off, Darius laid in a pool of his own blood. His dickless body was too pathetic, and I knew if I got him to my lab in time, I could use my extensive genetics research to replicate the cells and regrow his cock longer and better than ever before. <laughs> As I loaded his dickless body onto my super sweet custom-designed hot dog cart, <laughs> I had a chilling thought. What if instead of regrowing his penis, I replicated another fish anus? <laughs> I screamed for some stupid reason. A man with a fish anus in place of a penis. What a concept. <laughs> the fish anus spawned sharp mutated spikes with long wavy pink tentacles and quickly turned on Darius's body. Just like that, Darius ceased to exist and in his place rose the most beautiful creature ever spawned from the anus of a fish or any aquatic animal for that matter. It was a glorious golden goat that glistened, glowed, and glided through the air like some sort of silent sentient saint sent solely to save us suffering simpletons from slowly suffering in our selfish significance. Chapter 2, The Black Forest. <laughs> Samantha fell quickly, crashing through the trees of the Black Forest, forbidden for man and fairy kind. The Black Forest was the one place Samantha knew she wasn't supposed to be. The one place that people back home in the White Forest told her not to go. And yet, <laughs> and yet here she was, plumbing into the center of it. She could feel the gazes of many unknown creatures staring at her from within the darkness. Samantha knew she wasn't supposed to be there, but with her severe injuries, she was unable to take flight. She found an old egg carton curled up inside, hoping nothing would find her while she tried to heal and figure out her next move. Then she realized that she either must have become very small, or her temporary bed was absolutely gigantic. <laughs> now shrunken to the size of a pea, Samantha could see details in the forest she couldn't quite make out before. She didn't realize that fruit flies had bright blue pubic hair. <laughs> the color reminded her of fresh blueberries. Jeez. In the distance, a strange light flickers. Samantha's parents warned her to stay away from lights she didn't know, but Samantha <laughs> couldn't help herself. She was drawn to the light and slowly wandered towards it. <laughs> Zap! Chapter 3. The yeah. birth of Darius and the Gold Star Boys. Darkness, and then light, as Darius entered the world from his mother's womb, followed by his six brothers. Her vagina became a Gatling gun, firing out one Gold Star Boy after the other until the entire gang was born, with Darius emerging as the clear leader. Unfortunately for Samantha, she did not know who the Gold Star Boys were and started sprinting right towards them with the intent to kill. Samantha had somehow discovered the ability to time travel back to the birth of Darius and the Gold Star Boys to stop them from coming to power. But upon seeing the cute babies, she regretted cutting off Darius's dick in the future and decided to atone by raising him and the boys as her own. She wasn't sure if their birth mother was completely dead, but Samantha scooped up the baby Gold Star boys and headed on her way. <laughs> she walked further and further, the darkness surrounding her growing until she couldn't see her own hand when held in front of her face. 
Who goes there? bellowed a voice from just ahead in the darkness. It was Samantha's partner, Carl, but since she altered the timeline, he was blind now instead of deaf. <laughs> he didn't recognize her, so he immediately punched her in the face, an act he would soon regret. And regret it he did, as her face morphed into a Venus flytrap-like creature and swallowed his fish whole. And that was a mistake. I meant to say fist. <laughs> he blacked out from the pain, and when he came to, his hands had been replaced with wild trout. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was going off the fish. fish. Not having opposable thumbs would surely be problematic, but on the plus side, his hands would be delicious if cooked over an open flame. <laughs> Riker, the tallest of the Gold Star boys, became fed up with all of Darius' incessant attacks on fairy women and decided to stage a revolt. This only made Darius want to attack more fairies, an attack he did. <laughs> he became obsessed, collecting the wings of his fallen victims as trophies. Riker proposed to Samantha in a feeble attempt to lure her son Darius into a trap. He would become his greatest enemy, his stepfather. Since Riker and Darius were brothers, that made Samantha his mother too, but in fairy culture it wasn't that uncommon to marry your mother. <laughs> the fairy population was so small you gladly took whatever reproductive opportunities you could get. Riker would spend the next 14 years banging the beans out of Samantha in the adjacent bedroom to younger Darius. <laughs> Samantha was filled with enough beans to feed an entire Ethiopian village for a year, and as Richter pounded her out, Darius saw a business opportunity emerge. <laughs> with a mischievous grin on his face, he quickly gathered the multicolored morsels like a child collecting candy from a pinata. Being a fat garbage person, he quickly shoved them down his gullet. What he didn't realize about fairy beans was that they ripped right through you, causing you to shit simultaneously. <laughs> the shit wouldn't stop coming out, but no matter how he clinched his buttocks, he was suddenly distracted from his discomfort by a burst of inspiration. It was on that now broken toilet that he began formulating a plan to fix his marriage. The shards of porcelain gave him a sinister idea. The shards in his pants gave him a rash. <laughs> he started scratching his ass violently. Shards of shit, hair, and asshole flesh peeled up underneath his fingernails. He licked his fingernails clean and continued his work. <laughs> a few minutes went by before he started feeling movement in his stomach. I think it's a rat, he exclaimed. Fuck you, I think it's a gopher, Greg proclaimed. <laughs> he was right. An angry gopher popped its head out of the ground and began to spit white foam out of its mouth in all directions. Then from behind, a large puff of blue smoke popped in the sky, and an angry mob of Samantha's fairy brethren began raining down on them all. In kamikaze fashion, the fairies attacked the gang, exploding with beans after every hit. <laughs> <laughs> the rodent blood sprayed into my clothing and the fairy beans stuck to the blood until I was nearly completely covered in colorful carnage. Samantha and a now fully grown Darius raced outside to stop the chaos. They were right on time. They reached into the hiking backpacks they were hauling and each pulled out metal shovels. I'm gonna start digging your grave now, you treacherous <laughs> cunt, said Darius as he oh, knocked geez. Samantha unconscious. Darius dug for about two minutes, got tired, the side of the hole was deep enough and pushed Samantha's body in. <laughs> After filling the hole with enough dirt to cover her face, Samantha woke up and realized she was being buried alive. Fairies don't die. She started summoning the gravity of the earth, flapping her wings rapidly to escape the hole. Unfortunately, Samantha was bad at gravity manipulating and just kept getting hit in the face with rocks and tiny pieces of rock. <laughs> <shit. laughs> 
one of the pieces of dog shit landed in her mouth. Muscle memory kicked in and she immediately began chewing it, oh. and to her surprise, it tasted great. What Samantha didn't realize was that she was allergic and her stomach exploded, killing Samantha instantly. <laughs> but fairies don't die, so the pop of fleshy stomach acid, uh, she turned into a colorful puff of smoke and vanished from this plane of existence, never to return. Chapter 4, Samantha in between. As Samantha ascended to the next plane of existence, she couldn't shake the feeling that the little piece of dog shit she ate was something everyone in the known universe should experience. She immediately teleported back to Earth One and started a hugely successful restaurant chain called The Little Things. <laughs> Business was booming. It seemed like the whole world loved eating tiny, tender, juicy pieces of dog shit. What the world didn't know is that each piece of shit contained a tiny microchip that when consumed allowed for their minds to be controlled. Samantha would have her revenge. Everyone in the world would soon form an army of disposable minions to use in her endless battle against the Gold Star Boys. Chapter 5. Carl. <laughs> Carl was still puttering around and just realized that his partner Samantha was no longer with him. He had an amplified sense of smell since his ears didn't work and a distinctive odor was absent from the air. A cold breeze blew in from the dark forest. Winter was finally here. A man emerged from the trees and began screaming in Carl's face, but his stupid deaf face had no idea what was going on. Tiny blobs of saliva flew out of the strange elderly man's mouth, splattering onto him, but Carl stood his ground and took what he assumed must have been verbal abuse. Darius emerged from the dark forest and shot the old man and Carl in the head, killing them both instantly. This isn't your story, it's my story, and it's an origin story. <laughs> Darius stormed off, but when he didn't realize that Carl was immortal and he had traded his sense of hearing for everlasting life. <laughs> a large, fat elephant fell out of the sky and landed directly on top of Carl. The elephant crushed Carl and killed him permanently, forever. The elephant stormed off, but what he didn't realize was that Carl was immortal and had traded his sense of hearing for everlasting life. <laughs> a large, fat hippo fell out of the sky and landed directly on top of Carl. Chapter 5, The Life and Crimes of Carl Dwyer <laughs> Carl was a loner his whole life. As a boy, he once tied his sister to a tree in the backyard and told his parents she was staying with a friend. She died. Carl once had gone to the zoo for the sole purpose of pissing in the flamingo exhibit. Carl had a problem. <laughs> it started raining, but it wasn't water pouring out of the clouds. It was dicks. <laughs> what? Everyone opened their mouths and tried to catch one on their tongues. <laughs> Someone did, but it turned out to be acid. Acid turns me on. I couldn't get my dick out fast enough. I vigorously cranked one out. <laughs> Unexpectedly, out of the thing I was cranking, popped a caramel filled with chocolate egg. It really hurt coming out. <laughs> I was surprised with how little blood there was. But I was so intrigued and so hungry, I started chowing down on that egg. It was delicious. <laughs> It reminded me of that one time I ate an entire cannoli that had been filled with mashed potatoes and pencil shavings. <laughs> From that moment on, I knew I would be a garbage human forever. My heightened sense of smell could only whiff the scent of garbage, so what other explanation was there? I mean, it could have been my mother sneaking up on me. She always smelled like trash, but I was confident it wasn't. It was Samantha. She had finally dug herself out of that grave. <laughs> She spit dog shit onto the person closest to her. The people around her began to transform. B 
before I could blink, an entire race of human shit monsters were roaming the streets, eating people, and then shitting them back out as even larger human shit monsters. Then, out of nowhere, sprung a giant horde of humans who looked like they were in a zombie-like trance, perhaps mind-controlled, sprinting forward to start to fight the hard beasts. Shoot it a bop, 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 bop. <laughs> they hollered as they rushed, <laughs> rushed into battle. Suddenly the battle stopped because everyone became obsessed with scatting to the beat. Scooby to bop, 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 bop. Scattered both armies. <laughs> the power of scat brought the two groups together, and instead of fighting, they embraced his brothers. <laughs> with peace among the two tribes, there was only one true enemy left to defeat. Darius the traitor. The mind control zombies and shit monsters agreed to help with the quest. Little did they know the quest for the perfect queso dip would end up taking most of their lives. I can't remember why we're looking for queso dip, he said, as all of his friends slowly died around him on the long journey. Soon only three remained. The three remaining members sifted through the dead looking for the best parts to eat. <laughs> the tastiest parts to eat were those giant sausage and meatball dicks these fellows were packing in their trousers. Suddenly, with a zerp, my mind was no longer under my own control. Now with full control of his mind, I, Jorbal the Mediocre, could do the one thing I always wanted to do. I would force him to suck my dick like a baby's bottle for always and eternity. Unfortunately, I couldn't because no matter how hard I tried, my body wouldn't obey. <laughs> Jorbal was the captain now and my body a mere vessel for him to steer into the darkness. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> said Jorval as he stood before the masses. Scree! I yelled, but I had no choice of my own. Splarf, narf, figglefarf, I proclaimed, <laughs> realizing that whatever had taken control of my body spoke a language that was alien to me. Under his control, I can't decipher what's real and what's not anymore. Was that a gnarly fart or a slippery, wet-hot shit? When the thing in my pants began scampering around on its own, I knew that I had sharded life into another shit monster. This one felt different. Unlike the others, I felt this one could change everything. A single dangerous fart that slipped past my two ghost-white ass cheeks would become my greatest accomplishment and my undoing all at once. In that moment, my mind at war over feeling fatherly pride or fearing this alien being, a sudden rip sound and sensation coming from my ass shocked me out of my mind-controlled state. Jorbal the Mediocre used me for my ability to create sentient life with my anus. And now that he had what he wanted, he released my mind and exited the same way he had entered. My back door. <laughs> he didn't hurt coming out as much as he did going in, but I knew my ass would still be sore for the rest of the week. Now that I was one with the poo, I began to see the world differently. I used to think the whole world was shit, but now that shit was a part of me, that didn't seem so bad. A long-lasting peace was all I really wanted for these people. I wondered if peace would ever be possible with the world smelling as gaggingly awful as it did. I knew the answer was no, that the idea of world peace was a pipe dream. I realized that I never really cared about what happened to anyone or anything. All I cared about was reaching our destination and we were finally here. It was here at the base of Trump Tower that I decided to fulfill a lifelong fantasy. My comrades and I dropped trow and squeezed out shit after shit until the pile of stinky poo wasn't only at the front door, but towering over it so that there would be no escape from the building. This was my greatest accomplishment. I needed to make the pile higher. Darius arrived on a jetpack right through the window with a crossguard lightsaber drawn. 
A few moments went by before Trump's decapitated head flew out of the window and landed right on top of the pile of shit where it truly belongs. The revolution had succeeded. The king was dead and we could all move forward with our lives. The promise that we would never let this happen again. Darius was fine and now stood at the foot of Samantha's grave and the dirt began to shift. Her hand burst free from the earth, grabbing him by the cock. Except it wasn't Samantha's hand because she was no longer buried. Thank it was you. Melania Trump looking to <laughs> thank Darius for freeing her from her late husband's control. But Melania was a master of deception and stabbed the living shit out of Darius, then turned the knife on herself and slit her own throat. We lost a lot of heroes that day. Melania started screaming gibberish, ran to a bush and pushed it aside to reveal a large tortoise strapped to a catapult and bit the rope holding the device back, launching the heavy helpless creature above the trees and far away. The trajectory of the tortoise wasn't great and it fell straight back to earth, crushing Melania, who was actually just fortune chillers wrapped in fruit by the foot to death and riding the, <laughs> ridding the last bit of evil from the earth. I stood for something greater than myself now, but I didn't really give a shit. So I gave the biggest shit I ever could and used my anal blast to propel myself into the stratosphere. I can't survive in space, so I died and never said another fucking word. But Samantha had a lot more to say. I have a lot more to say, she said. Chapter 6. Samantha was flying, completely free, when all of a sudden Darius flew by, propelled by anal shit. <laughs> Darius shot past Samantha, coating her in shit, and even though she can't die, she was encased in a frozen turd prison she would never escape the end until epilogue a mysterious hooded figure emerged from the dark forest carrying only gasoline and matches the figure laughed menacingly i thought this was over yelled a fat bearded man listen fat boy it can't end until we rescue samantha i thought we had killed that bastard darius but he keeps coming back and i've discovered that the only way to stop him is to burn this forest to the ground and purge this place of all of its magic said the man in the hood. The wind blowed, lowering the hood to reveal Hillary Rodom Clinton. Well, at least it was Hillary before the sex change. Now he's named Ron. At that moment, 10 million meteors struck the earth, killing everyone and everything forever and ever. And ever. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, y'all. That made some sense. That was uh, a story. Did it make any? I don't know if it made sense at all. I don't know. Well, it, what was about, well who, who started it? I started it. What was your initial intention with the setup? My initial intention was the character that was I. Well, it reads in the beginning that the character was I was also a fairy. But my initial intention was that the character I was not a fairy. And Samantha was some sort of fairy person that he had created since he was the geneticist. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that never was clear. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that weird creature never came back. The golden thing. Oh, yeah, the sheep thing. The sheep thing. Oh, that crazy went, like, sentence? Yeah, the crazy like, sentence. Yeah, I jumped away from that. <laughs> I, I think that one made less sense in the first it one. It did. Maybe. Oh, without a doubt. That's not a question. Well, the, the gaps in, like, us writing it didn't help because then I started, like, I totally disregarded the fact that I think Darius was adopted by Samantha, and then all of a sudden... Oh, no, she stole the babies. Yeah. Yeah, that made it really confusing. I, yeah, that, that made a mess of it. I think that I character just disappeared, or somehow became Carl eventually. I think it became He became Carl. someone else at the end, right? Yeah, because Carl didn't, uh, I don't know. It I thought Carl. Carl got left, like, after yeah. the hippo fell on him, I thought 
That's where Carl remained. I mean, it's I, I enjoy reading these because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's really yeah. stupid. Um, I don't want to ground it too much to the point where we just wind just up writing, writing a story. story. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that was a thing. That was a thing. We'll yeah. do it again. I like doing those. Yeah, yeah. those are a lot of good. fun. If anybody uh, actually listened to this, let us know what you thought of it. Yeah. If you have your opinion about what happened, because clearly <laughs> uh, we don't really know. If you connected to any character on yeah. like an emotional level, like if we helped you just get through some shit. I really <laughs> want somebody to animate these. Um, so that's all downhill from here, from for this week, or whenever we post these i am tom caps michael Bergadante, phil russell as always to listen to this show and all the other bullshit we do check out thursdayshoots.com and uh do all the social media shit mark just especially our instagram account mark just relaunched our instagram account wait is the instagram account actually called thursday shoots or is it called thursday hoots no it's called thursday shoots thursday, okay thursday. just every, i told you it was it was not yeah. like a serious problem it was something that was bothering was, me yeah okay <laughs> um so thursday shoots on all the social medias or the th- you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we don't. YouTube, YouTube, which we haven't posted we on haven't in years. Posted. Well, we have a lot of stuff that we can. Post. We're gonna start. We're kind of stockpiling so you, you get a little ready. bit. You get well, ready. Uh, yeah, we're 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 doing something. We're gonna be posting out the butt soon. Out the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.